Okay. You, you gotta say something because you just start recording and I don't know when to record. You gotta, you gotta I yell. I was some... recording for like ten minutes and I stopped recording because I noticed Jess wasn't even like finished setting up I yet. Wish, I wish we were recording earlier. Though, and then there was I, some good I wish stuff. I had kept that recording because I deleted it. I'm like, oh man, you know, ten minutes is going by. We're not even set up. We're not fully finished getting our shit together. No. You we gotta... ate pizza. We ate pizza. Popped beers. Had a few shots of Cardinal Gin. I mean, we did all that in an spiced, hour. Spiced, spiced Cardinal Gin. Do be spicy. It is spiced. Yeah, it is good. It's not bad. No, it's really not bad. I like it. You think you think it's gonna be terrible, and then you try it. I mean, like I'm not putting it back like a shot. I'm just like taking my time yeah, and sipping, I'm sipping it. it. I liked oh, it. I I threw back a whole glass like a shot. I just shots are so stupid. No, they're shots not. Shots are hard for me because I'm not used to doing them. So like, I will take like, I I have to build up my like shot you know you, you just have to relax your throat and let it slide down there but the part where <laughs> my god <laughs> it's what you have to do you but want it that is what it is but the idea of spending nine dollars just to like for a half a second of something you're gonna probably barf up at least if you're me you're gonna barf it up my yeah, tummy I, I can't really do shots up. yeah i don't really throw up from drinking thankfully the first time i ever shotgunned the beer i had to lay down and talk about my tummy <laughs> it was the worst way to spend I party. shotgunned a four loco once and this was back when they Oh, were that'll like, kill oh. me. Oh, I blacked out in 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry mom and dad. Four loco. Say good night. Yeah. So <laughs> good night and my, good luck. Four loco. It was my birthday and I drank like two bottles of wine all on my own. Good and for I was you. So hungover. That my dad is like on, he called me in the, like the middle of the day and he's like, "Rose, where the fuck are you?" I'm like, "Uh, Dad, I'm so fucking hungover. What are you talking about? He goes, what? I'm like, Dad, I'm hungover as hell. What do you want? He goes, first of all, I'm surprised because you never get this drunk. Secondly, it's good for you because this will show you what it means to actually be like two bottles of wine like hungover. Can I interject day. though? And I, I think a lot of your hangover had to do with the fact that you were most likely drinking cheaper wine. No, it was like kick-ass wine. It was really good. Oh no, my comment still stands. I um I recently cheap stuff will do. No, no, no. I, I recently cheap, had cheap a, a couple will. of really expensive bottles gifted to me, and I did drink about one whole one in a night, and it it was a huge bottle and no hangover. But I also that's how I you know it's good. Yeah, but also I don't know what that says about like my habits and my regular life. It was two but... different types of wine. One was like a fancy ass rosé, like a mid shelf rosé that my uh, best friend Picklebean bought me for my birthday, and the other one was the uh, watermelon wine that we've had on. Before. Oh, well, that's yeah. all the sugar. Yeah, yeah, those, Ooh, that's yeah, a ton sugar. of sugar. Yeah, it'll it dehydrate you real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, the, those wines are way too sweet. Is what's going on? Yeah. yeah, I was, I was dead the next day. I tend to lean towards like drier reds. Speaking of being way too sweet, this is one frame off. Yeah, <laughs> a very sweet show with three very sweet people. I'm the sweetheart Brody, <laughs> and I'm Jess. I'm the darling Rose. I'm yeah. whatever you want me to be. Very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> She's the amazing Jess who can do anything and everything. Thank you. I feel so much pressure now. <laughs> Don't be pressured, Jess. I can't help it. I if feel the weight of everything, everything around me all the time. And if you aren't amazing at everything, you're a fraud. Yeah. Well, <gasps> that's not true. You fake it till you make it, guys. Actually, and you know, that's I say this all, true. It, oh, it's 100% true. Mm -hmm. Confidence gets you everywhere. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's all you have to do. Just be confident. It's no, that no, easy. Right. <laughs> you have to brainwash yourself into being confident and happy every day. Yeah. <laughs> what else are we drinking aside from the uh, Raleigh Spiced Rum? Oh, yeah. It's not a rum. Or it's gin. a gin, and it's by Cardinal. But, yeah, we Cardinal. are drinking new stuff today. Mm-hmm. I got me a coconut porter from Burial Brewing, yes. and it's the coolest can I've seen. It's just a very scary panther. It's a kick-ass can. And yeah. it kind of like blends into the background like because it's all like darkness. But you can definitely see the eyes and the thing. Yeah, it's a really Like if awesome I was can. like getting up in the middle of the night and I saw this can, I would be scared. Uh, no. Rose was so kind to gift me with a couple of uh, the Firestone Walker Frazzle Sasses. Frazzle Sass. Um, that's uh, apparently brewed in collaboration with Fontaflora. So that's really cool. And uh, it's an amazing sour. Thank you. I, I'm really enjoying it. You said you wanted to try it, and I had the opportunity. I love fancy sours. You're drinking a fancy fancy sour that came from a fancy bottle, and you put it in your fanciest, I want to say... It's a sour glass. It's a sour sour glass. glass. It's a sour glass. Sour glasses are stemmed like wine glasses. I was going to say pimp chalice, but that works too. (laughs) I will accept that as well. Yeah, that's fine. I've got an oldie but a newie. The Ace uh, Brewery has returned, but Mm -hmm. I've got their Imperial Apple Cider High... Which is 8.4%. I was about to say, that thing is crazy. It is really good. I think it's fantastic for people that are gluten intolerant that they have a higher ABV cider to drink. Yeah. Or just people who don't like beer in general. And it's got no sugar added. Gluten-free, vegan. Can you tell it's like high ABV? No. So that's just a booby trap. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've got two of them and I plan on downing both of them tonight. Yikes. Yeah, Rose, do- Rose doesn't have to drive anywhere tonight, so Strap in, we're folks. consuming. Woo! Uh, did everybody have a good day? It was good. It was surprisingly nice. I got to do nothing all day. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brody, what are we talking about today? We are talking about uh, the Pixar movie that was debatably the most emotional because it's about emotions. Inside Out. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Inside Out. Um, that teaches children that it's okay to be depressed. Yep. Yes. Can't, can't. Normalized being sad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Normalize different emotions that aren't always pleasant. Mm-hmm. And being able to like recognize when you need to release those emotions. Cause that's ultimately the, yeah. like the, like the moral of it. You know, you got to feel what you got to feel. Yeah. You got to feel what you got to feel, but also, um, each emotion plays in a really important part of your life and your experience, which I like because like the whole point of it is to be sort of metaphorical and you do kind of in like the opening narration, you hear what everyone's like purpose is like fear is about keeping you safe and anger is about making sure that life is fair, which is, you know, for saying psychologically (laughs) speaking, correct. Yeah. Uh, it's also slightly impulsive though well depending on person to person but like the general like purpose of the emotion that every man woman child animal thing feels you got joy you got sadness, sadness disgust anger and fear living inside of the head of our protagonist in Riley. this case Riley. Riley a young girl whose family is moving from her home in Minnesota to San Francisco Yes. They make up San Francisco to be so much worse than it actually is. <laughs> I'm actually sure it's pretty terrible. If you live in the city, yeah. Yeah. If you live in oh, the city, you're like guys. close to Oakland or something. But uh, I don't know. I've never been, so yeah. I, I, I can't say. I've seen pictures, and I know 
what people say about it and stuff. It's pretty. It's hippy dippy. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's very scenic for this movie. Scenic, yeah. Yeah. And Riley is struggling with the fact that everything about her life is new and is worried that she won't feel happy again. Makes the impulsive decision to go on a bus, but then ultimately realizes she needs to go back to her family. Aww. Yeah, we've all been there. All the while, in her brain is a whole bunch of cartoon shenanigans <laughs> with the actual emotions that pilot her. Yes, and what's truly wonderful about this movie is the visual representations they use throughout Riley's brain mm-hmm. to uh, symbolize what is meaningful to her, what she's going through, and how the her current emotional state affects her already existing memories. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the whole shtick of joy and sadness being transported to the long-term memory bank and just seeing this giant shelf of like different orbs that represent memories and oh all of them God, being color coded. I was just going to say, how great is it? The long-term memory triple bank. And there's gum. like, yeah, la 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 la, triple mint gum. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the little worker guy is like, eh, let's bring it up to headquarters. Just, just for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's give it another cycle oh through. Yeah. They, they represent let's fuck uh, with them. Impul- intrusive thought. Intrusive thought. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I like the also, they were just going, it's like, eh, piano lessons? Do we remember that? Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't need it. Mm-mm. Geography? Fuck it. The president? <laughs> the I will forget the, we'll, we'll remember the fat one. <laughs> the fat one and like the second one. <laughs> the fat one, the second one, <laughs> the and Obama. One. Yep. Everything else is good. Yeah, everything else, <laughs> fuck it. We don't need room for that in our brains. It's all about this sort of like, odyssey with these characters going through the different parts of her brain there is an odyssey yeah yeah they go through the islands that make up riley's personality which come from her core memories yep like she has family island and friendship island and i think there's like goofball island yeah and the whole time it's like the whole objective is to save them but really more or less that you're just watching them get destroyed yeah and the whole life thing like the whole thing with Joy being like, I have to keep her happy. I have to be happy all the time. Yeah. And I need to preserve this person is sort of like, it's, it's sort of like what everyone kind of wants you to think is the good thing, but you later realize is the yeah, more Yeah, it becomes detrimental thing. and like just how denying yourself to grieve over what you've lost in like mm-hmm. such rapid transition. I, I really do like that. Um, how it's represented through the conflict between happiness or joy and sadness. Yeah. Uh, really quickly, should we give a quick character rundown of who plays what emotion? So for those that haven't seen it, although I'm pretty sure everyone has seen this movie by now. Yeah. If not, good one. Please do. Yeah. Um, joy herself is Leslie Nope, Amy Poehler. It's Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. But she basically plays Leslie Nope. Yeah, pretty much. Like woman in charge, super pa- positive. Yeah, Don't super let... positive, overbearing, likes to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> um, anger, which I think is like one of the best casting choices, is Lewis Black. Yeah, Lewis oh, Black is anger my gosh. so good. Who's I forgot about that. Entire like livelihood depends on the image of him being the cranky old man. Perfect. Uh, disgust is Mindy Kaling, which works really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, fear is Bill Hader. Yes, it is. <laughs> Bill Hader is on like my big list of like. He could have played every bad. emotion. He could have. He yeah, has he that really range. Yeah, he's got the range and the chops to do so. And does anyone actually know what Sadness's real name is? Because we can't just say. I know. <laughs> I was gonna say Phyllis from Phyllis the office. Phyllis from the office. But that's so like. I don't know her name. <laughs> Sorry, Phyllis. 
Yeah, looking it up. Yeah, we got to do a quick Google break. I, I do like how, like, anger he flares up because, like, he just... Isn't there a moment where he, like, basically turns into a fireball? Yeah, like, yeah. I also like that design, too. Like, you can actually see, like, the heat radiating off his head. That is a really good uh, homage to Hades from oh, the Hercules, because yeah. he does that, too. Same thing. Yeah. And uh, just the term hot-headed. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, it, 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 hot-headed, yeah, yeah, hot-headed. I looked up the name of the person that plays Phyllis. Her name is Phyllis. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> It's Phyllis Smith. <laughs> I love it. But her name is, in fact, Phyllis. It really suits her. She's, she's a, Phyllis. a Phyllis. Yeah, she's a Phyllis, for sure. I can't think of too many Phyllises. I've never met one, I don't think. That seems more like one of those, like... If I get a cat, I'm going to name her Phyllis. Phyllis is nice. Or Philbert. Philbert. Philbert? <laughs> Phil. My baby. Well, we'll call him Philium. He'll be Phil Philium? in the future. Yeah, <laughs> Philium. Philium. I love it. <laughs> Oh, no, Here I are my cats, Philium and Ronathan. <laughs> Brody, yes. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Yes. That's what I want. Oh, That's the life that I want. Or here's my two, bu- two pugs. <laughs> Ronathan and Philium. <laughs> Brody's got the best look on his face. I'm trying to think of more. Like... Yeah, yeah. At this point, it's just getting like the Game of Thrones naming convention where you take a, a normal name and change one letter. Yeah, I mean, it worked on that show yeah. and book, I guess. Oh, here's my other cat. Nedward. Oh, Nedward is good. Nedward is good. Nedward and Fredward. Uh, do you guys have any favorite moments from this movie? I would definitely say like the thing that unconditionally destroys me is Bing Bong. Yeah. Bing yeah. Bong being the imaginary friend who is stuck in long-term memory. Oh my god. Hey, you have I a forgot song. about Bing Bong. I have a Bing, Bing Bong, Bong mug. And he's just bumming around. Yeah, poor Bing Bong trying to make I it work. I forgot Brody. Yeah, Bing Bong. For those who aren't familiar, from... Bing Bong is like a fantasy elephant. Yeah, he I don't... is yeah. made of cotton candy, part cat, part elephant, part dolphin. Yeah. Oh, and I think he God. like farts cotton candy or ice cream. He cries. Uh, his tears are candy. Thank you. Yeah, Farting would have been candy. funnier. Yeah, but basically, him and Joy both get stuck in sort of like the the abyss of memories. Yeah, the forgotten. And at one point, he just makes like a sacrifice move to make sure that Joy doesn't get forgotten. Yep. And you just see him slowly fade away, and it's just like, take care of my girl, and it's just like, oh. Fuck me. Bing it, bong. What do you think that like, says about like having to let go of some things from your childhood to move on with oh, your life? Oh, that's totally like the theme of this. Just yeah. Like, you not, gotta let go of some of that stuff to move forward as an adult. Yeah, it's like it, the, the whole make point of joy. Make peace with it. Like joy is trying to like preserve as much as possible. And arguably you can say the same thing about Riley. But ultimately it's just like kind of letting parts of you die to you know grow anew is exactly i wouldn't it's say like die. a it's like it's like starting a forest fire to enrich the soil mm-hmm. yes i wouldn't say die so much as move on move on's a better term because you're not we didn't want bing bong to die because no. we meet well, we don't know that he's dead i mean he can't die he's a, he's not real but like, like even within just... the realm of the. But my feelings are real for Bing Bong. Yeah, well, and they literally are in this. <laughs> yeah. 
There are voices in my head telling me to be sad about Bing Bong. Yeah. And it's just like letting, just moving on. Do you think some people have no idea that like a voice in their head is actually like your inner monologue in yourself? Do y'all ever think about that? I just have a running monologue. Yeah. I just think more of it as like a to-do list. But I've heard like some people just don't have an inner monologue at all. Yeah. They just see pictures or something. It's just pictures. When I I first heard that, I thought it was just like, you know, quiet. And I'm just like, you lucky bastard. Is it? I couldn't live like that. I couldn't live like that. I'm I'm inside my head, one of my own best friends. I don't know how I could do that. Yeah. I am constantly talking to myself up here. Yeah, no. Is it weird that I can do both? That I can like think in pictures and like sound effects? I'll explain that. But no, like, I'm sure like that's that's like it's like associative, right? Yeah. Yeah, like or maybe I, like I there's like some. Well, I can like think of pictures, but I don't literally see pictures in my brain, and I some people actually do. Mm-hmm. It's called imagination. <laughs> no, like some... of dreaming, daydreaming. I think no, it's imagination. <laughs> I think for most people, you could say it's disassociation, but there really are a small percentage of the population that see like actual visual images in their brain, and I think mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people have who have photographic memory. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, that. Yeah, like they tells. have actual pictures. visual pictures in their brain. Speaking of pictures in your brain, one of the things that it's kind of played off as a small detail, but like one of my favorite things in this movie, and something that I think is good enough as an idea to actually like be a sequel, is sort of like the Dream Studios. Yes. yes. Oh, can you explain the Dream Studios really quick to someone oh who's God, never seen yes. it? So like, it's, it's fucking genius. One of the little corners of Riley's brain is a straight up movie studio that produces all of her dreams at night. Yeah. And it's like every, me as a film nerd can just like point out everything that's going on there. It's like, ah, oh, C-stand with a bounce card on it, and there's a RE500 and shit like that. I'm just nerding. <laughs> but you're not mentioning the best part. Oh, the best part is they can put a filter over the yes. camera. <laughs> so instead of being these blobby workers, like... They put on the filter and it's just like, and this is your teacher. Yeah, it, your it, mother. It, it turns from like this incredibly like C production movie into like actual like experiences that Riley had. And I love like the fake acting behind yes, everything. Yes, yes, yes. Or they're just reading their lines like, okay, and Riley, you are new to this school. Please tell us something about Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> what about the abstract thought chamber? That one is just silly. Wait, the abstract thought chamber? I yeah. haven't... It's like they just take a shortcut. It's, oh, I, it's, I think it's, short, it's yes. literally used to just um, signify the journey that they're on. And yeah. like it's cool animation-wise. I just thought, saw it more as like a flex from Pixar's part. But it is like the lead-up to my favorite bing-bong line that just shows like how childish this imaginary friend is and it's like c-d-a-n-g-e-r shortcut <laughs> yes that's a lot like the finding nemo escape yeah but escape. The, escape. yeah and then they go in and they become abstract they turn into 2d figures and linear and shit like that yeah everything you learned in the first art class you ever took they turn into that yeah yep any other favorite moments uh when he at the very end, while they're doing like everyone else's little inner people head thing. Yes, oh, that's my yeah. that, that's my Girl. favorite part. Yeah. Girl. Girl. Yeah. Girl. 
Oh, yeah, that's 100% true. Let's provide like, some context for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very easily, Riley just bumps into a boy, and he's just bewildered, and you see, like, in his head, just alarms blaring, and then, like, everyone's running emotions. around screaming, girl, girl. <laughs> yes. Danger. I, I, I'm in particular really a big fan of towards the end of the movie when we get to see the inside of Riley's mom and dad. Yes! Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically Riley's mom, whose emotions will, when they're frustrated with their husband, will just flash like memories of like this like helicopter pilot, yeah, like really. this Latino man. Can we, can we take a minute and sh- see like mention that like Riley's mom sadness is in the control seat oh yeah riley yes for riley riley's dad is, is like uh, anger i think anger. it's anger for riley's dad so, and they all have mustaches like him yeah. <laughs> i think like the teacher is also supposed to be fear or at least like designed to look like fear because she's like lean and purple and yeah shit. i just thought that was that that's so wonderful because everyone i guess has a different or a different leading emotion they're maybe trying to accept maybe the dad needs to be more angry maybe the mom needs to show more sadness yeah well, it's all about, like, that's another thing I like. Like, you see, like, this whole idea of, like, who's in control because, like, the panel that they have at the beginning is all, it's only designed for one. So there's just, like, yeah. a lot of crowding around, no elbow room or anything. At the end, when Riley's able to understand complex emotions, like, things oh, yeah. that are combinations of emotions, like, you can see, like, everyone yeah. has control. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. And I like how, like... Like a Power Ranger we see Zord. see the different control what my brain is. We're all well. Zords in this world. Go, go, Power Ranger. You can be. We're, we're organic Zords. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> each ha- like each person, like how we're talking, like her mom, her dad, her uh, boyfriend, I guess, the teacher, they all have different control panels as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's they're all set up slightly differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the insides really look cool. different in every well because everybody's different on the inside. Yeah. Very true, or at least in their brain, not like inside your body. We're all pretty similar there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but I, I thought that was a really interesting detail. So I had a thought earlier today that I don't think enough emotions were included in the panel, <laughs> and I, I realized that it's a broad overview, but I I, I had the idea of like uh, love's not represented, or. Um, even a curiosity, mm-hmm. which I thought would be really interesting to do as like a spinoff with the adults or even someone in their oh, early twenties, like, like introducing new emotions. Yeah, introducing new emotions and trying to regain your curiosity, enthusiasm for life. Um, sorry to kind of take it away from Inside Out. I haven't seen it yet, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of addressed in Soul, though. I haven't seen it. I haven't. Oh seen wait, it. I've seen uh, some of Soul. It was okay. It, that's not really what's addressed in no. it. It's it's a little less. It's like more about existentialism. Well, yeah, it's a, it is about finding your passion, but also kind of like realizing yourself and life in general. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. passion is a conduit for understanding yourself. It's not really about like just the passion in general. Although okay. I will say, Soul is another like mature like Pixar movie. I I didn't think it was that good. No. No, it's not. I wouldn't call There's, it the A tier, but no, I like it was the okay. first, the first two acts are pretty good. It just way downhill after that. Really? I really like yeah. the parts where it's just real life, you know, where it's just. Uh, it would have been a better when movie. It's just the teacher trying to land a gig. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the supernatural stuff was kind of. It was like, way more compelling. It, yeah, I kind of took away from it, and the part where Tina Fey becomes the guy and the guy becomes the cat. I just kind of like rolled my eyes like, oh God, is this what the movie is now? If they switch genders, that would be cool. But I like, like at least for like an abstract thought piece, it's been done before, but it could be interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Anyways, uh, I think it would be an interesting spinoff uh, to, yeah, have an a older character try to reclaim their curiosity and passion for life. Because to me, most people my age that I meet, it's been stamped the fuck out of them. Yeah. It really has. Life beats a lot of people down. And they, they're still um, usually cheerful and joyful. Like, they haven't lost a sense of joy. They just don't seek anything anymore. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the curiosity to learn or the curiosity to seek well, something new. Well, actually, if we're really going to get into that specific conversation, I don't think it's they don't have the curiosity to do it. A lot of people don't have the time because they have to work too much. Yeah, they kind of like people are people are people are extremely overworked, especially in America. And uh, <laughs> thanks, American yeah, employment. Thanks, America. And, yeah, we're extremely overworked. So finding time to do stuff that land of the free. Yeah, yeah. Question mark? Ah. Finding the time to do that stuff gets really difficult when you feel like you don't have enough free time to even just do the bare minimum. Right. Yeah. So I think that could be interesting, like a millennial set piece for the inside out. That's a big question I had sort of like going into a lot of like the recent um, more mature themes that have been shown in Pixar. It's just like, has Pixar kind of like matured with its audience? And I was thinking about this because... At a certain point, uh, Toy Story 3 and Monsters University were both kind of about all the people who were, like, super young when Pixar first started off and were, like, lifelong fans. At that time, were also going to college, so it's like, hey, let's make movies about going to college. And now it's just sort of the idea where it's like all of these millennials are still hooked on Pixar. It should be addressed somewhere. I mean, Disney in general, but especially Pixar, is usually pretty good about captivating all age groups mm-hmm. it's a real big skill but they there. really sink their hooks in the millennials yeah i feel like they're as they should we're the nostalgia generation fuck yeah we, we grew up with them but i feel like right now pixar is just waging a war against us yes like let's war. unpack all those emotions like uh we have inside out we've yep. got soul soul turning red turning red Coco. It, Coco. Coco. Oh my god, Coco. Coco destroys cry. me on I, such a deep level. Is your grandma dead? Good. Coco. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not even like, oh my god. Me personally, Coco makes me cry. Dude. So, like. To borrow a phrase, they unzip me. Yeah, it unzips me. I, oh my god. Bro, like watching like. It's gra- the end scene with the grandma. The grandma yeah. Coco singing and remembering like. The lost love she had, and it's like, ah, oh, you well, unzip not even me. Her lost love, it's her, her father. father. Yeah. Yeah. Her. Because her mom's like stamping it out. She goes, "You don't remember your father. We don't talk about him." Mm-hmm. And then Miguel's just like singing the song that she hasn't seen, like heard sung in years, and she goes, "That's my papa." Yeah, and yeah, her dad like, wrote it for her. Dad oh, loves God. her. He was killed. He unzipped. He was doc. killed because he was a talented songwriter and wanted to leave because he want he missed his family. Is that the only murder we've seen in Pixar? Oh, no. I thought I thought you were about to say Disney, and I was like, no. no there's, you kidding me? People, they're murking fools left and right in Disney. Um, they really are. But like, as malicious assassination, is that like what takes to, the case? I'm trying to think. That's probably one of the most brutal. No, because, um, no, it's Disney. Never mind. I was going to say when uh, Dr. Facilier is dragged. Oh, in the hell. Like, like hell. the voodoo hell. Voodoo hell, yeah. But that's Disney, not Pixar. Shit. That's still pretty intense, though. That was intense. Are we talking about the Princess and the Frog? Yes. Yep. The last like hand-drawn animated film that Disney will ever do because it's so fucking expensive. 
but like the engine they're running is like so photorealistic nowadays. Yes. Like I think even like Luca, like Luca. They, oh, I forgot about Luca. That's another thing they like to do. I wouldn't say it's as emotional as the other ones we talked about. No, but it's, it's the really one thing not. that I think Pixar does really well is they know when to sort of cartoon up some characters, but also be super photorealistic for backgrounds and stuff. I still am not a huge fan of the face proportions of most Pixar characters. Oh yeah, it's silly. <laughs> It's not even like because I like silly. I like anime. Like I, I, I feel. Like I think it lacks artistic style. I, I think like Inside Out was pretty good about yeah. having their emotion, their human characters. Inside Out did human. a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they also used that those proportions to their high, like to me at least from watching it once or twice, like to their highest advantage, though. Well, yeah. Though every way in every animated uh, movie or show, the way the characters are designed say something about them mm-hmm. either if you're using round lines or straight or jagged lines tall and skinny short stout they, yeah. they all say something about the character that's yeah. another thing i really like just like overall production of like are you talking about the little fuzzies all over the emotion skin the fuzzies are so nice it's amazing <laughs> and it's like you just want to like squeeze them and you should you know they'd be soft. you feel like there would be like slight electricity but then like total warmth and happiness yes yeah, yeah. but also just like the way like they use these designs to sort of trick you into already kind of knowing what's going on like if you see someone wearing a purple shirt you know what they're feeling like they're feeling yeah. scared yeah and that kind of translates in the I guess we can call it a climactic scene where Riley's going on the bus and she can't feel any of her emotions and is just wearing black. Yeah. I've said it before, I think, but like that's the true way of showing depression. Not being I'm feeling very sad right now. Well, you don't feel anything. I'm, yeah, you're not feeling beyond. anything. Yeah, they they deploy, displayed it really well. Um, I know from my own personal struggles with depression, I always equate it to being like lost in a fog that you didn't know you were in until you're like way past it. Yeah. Sneaks up on you. It sometimes. sneaks up on you, and you don't even know what's happening. But it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we've also have had a fun idea to do like a little exercise here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you guys could cast your own oh, hypothetical hi. emotions that pilot your brain ship, who would they be? Oh yeah, oh. we saw a couple of memes about this and Goodness. realized our basically our favorite thing to do now is just come up with fantasy casts. It's and, so much fun. And we just kind of all thought of our own ideas for the emotions in our head and who would play them. <sighs> Any who's? Let's get back to it. Let's start off with Joy. Oh. Okay, so we're going to say who we cast, and then we just have to say why. Mm-hmm. And if it's a specific person that you correlate to another character, you may explain that. You got to explain that. You got to explain yeah. that. All right. I'm just going to go first. Me, for joy, I went straight to Jack McBrayer. It's, it's fucking perfect. He has such, like, that perfect, always happy face. And if you've seen 30 Rock, you know how happy-go-lucky Kenneth is. Even if it's, like... He's even happy-go-lucky for getting Sarah Marshall when he doesn't know how to make love to his wife. Oh, yeah. He's a goon. Mm-hmm. He's a straight-up happy goon. And you can't really break that. I don't think I've ever seen him not smile. No. Maybe it's just the way his Never. teeth are. Um, my joy is extremely self-explanatory. Um, I chose Dolly Parton. Of course. Of course. She I has would... her own theme park. Of course it's hot. I know. She's, She's got so many go. different things going for her. Bro, we gotta go to that theme We gotta park. go to Dollywood, baby. Yeah, I've been man. wanting to forever. Let's go to Pigeon Forge. That's another episode. 
We um one frame off. Hits the road. Oh my yes! god, we really should. We can set up mics in the car while we're driving. It'll be horrible. We can, we can <laughs> Shirt mics. The lapels. The lapels. I know yeah. a guy who can hook me up with those. That would be cool, actually. I don't think I've ever seen that be done before. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anyone, considering how much I love this character. Mm-hmm. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. I love Loki. I actually really love his performance in other um, content, like movies. Otherwise, he just brings me so much joy. Tom Hiddleston really is just like your boy prince. I love him to death. In a very platonic way, like he's, he's a charmer. He is such a prince, charming. Oh. Mm. In a platonic way. In a platonic way, he's wonderful. He yeah. brings me so much joy, so he would be my joy. From joy to sadness, uh, I personally went with Timothy Chalamet. He just has he's, such that. He's a sad Victorian boy. He's a sad Victorian boy. Sad Victorian boy. He's a sad Victorian boy, he looks but like also he needs a an sandwich. e-boy. He needs a sandwich and a hug. Yeah, yeah, e-boy though, you're right. Yeah. Have you all seen Beautiful Boy? No. Uh, Beautiful Boy was, uh, I think it's on Amazon. It's him as a, he's a recovering drug addict, and his father's played by Steve Carell. It's one of the... I've heard of it. It's just like such a sad, heartbreaking movie about like a father and son and just like how much those two can actually do for one another. And how much they can probably ruin each other as well. Oh yeah, that too. So my sadness um, is a Sarah Sarah Paulson, but specifically Sarah Paulson from American Horror Story. Mm. You know that that classic cry. Oh yeah. Are we all the, familiar? Yes. That's how I have my mental breakdowns, guys. My? I Sarah Paulson on my kitchen floor. <laughs> it's not one of those sexy cries where it's like a single tear. It's, no, it's, no. Up, it's like straight up ugly crying. It's, oh, it's bad. It's ugly. It's You're on the floor. Though. You got bugs coming out. The bugs are everywhere. My makeup is all over my face. Yeah. Like, it's but it's cathartic. Once a year, guys. Once a year. Once a year, allow yourself like just just f- open the floodgates. An ugly kitchen or bathroom floor cry, and you'd Scream. be surprised. How good you feel a couple minutes later, and you're like, "All right, I handled that." Just well, move you on. Let it out, because mm-hmm. like at that point, you've just been holding back a torrent of emotions and just like letting yourself cry. It's like it's easier really... to accept whatever's yes. going on. Exactly. For me, it's more because of his voice, Tom Hanks. He just has the cr- the this like voice of sadness. So you know? I'm thinking. So I'm thinking in particular of Philadelphia, which I don't know if you've seen. Not personally. No. Not okay. Really. It, it, that's the sad it's Tom one, Hanks I'm thinking of. It's one of the few movies. You're, you're thinking of Forrest, Forrest Gump, though, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think can, can we just take oh, a no, moment? Can we no. just take a moment that in Rose's brain is Forrest Gump is sadness? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you will not. Okay. To be fair, I'm gonna jump right down to Hungry. Is Will Ferrell? Because we have re- we have compared me so much to Buddy the Elf. No, you jump straight to Hunger. We have to go in order. Okay, I'll cut that. We're not that even then. going in order anymore. But we are. What do you mean we are? We're you you put us we're off doing, track. Yeah, yeah, we're doing. You're one off. You can't be off. <laughs> right now. Whatever. I'll cut it out and go back to. Anger. Why would you cut it out? You can't be off. So everyone disregard what Rose just said. Um, spoilers. Yes. Yeah, spoilers. Fuck you, spoilers. That's what we're for, though. Fuck you, spoilers for our own show while we're making it. So let's just do anger. Brody, take the lead. Anger. Anger, I went with... You good there? No. Oh, God. 
gosh. Go, go, go. All right. I made Rose drink gin. Let's go. Let's continue. <laughs> For anger, I just went with someone who is very near and dear to our hearts if we love television, who had like a solid year where she was on top of everything. It's Jane Lynch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't really like Glee, but I did like Jane Lynch in that. Jane and then Lynch like, is good. And then, like, every other role has just been, like, the perfect snarky attitude mama. And even, like, a, a, a little something for a future episode coming up. Her role in Marvelous Miss Maisel as, like, this snooty, yes. like, higher-than-everyone actor. Oh, she's so good at that. Oh, dude. I and the, like, But and she then, wears the fat suit and does, the, like, a pandering comedian. And she always has this butler around her. And she yep. recently, in the most recent season, she's in a mental ward. What? She oh, lost her god, mind. Oh my god, what? She's a terrible woman. She said it was a, a, a good career move to have a mental breakdown. And it's just like, so did you have one? It's just like, hey, hey. <laughs> did I? Did not? Like You'll never know. <laughs> so yeah, Jane Lynch is angry. Uh, my anger is uh, Bill Burr. No further explanation. I don't needed. have to say anything else. Uh, the man angry rants every day on YouTube. Yeah. For the same reason why Lewis Black was perfect for anger, Bill Burr. Yeah, like if, if Lewis... And Bill Burr's Lewis, more red. Yeah, so if Lewis Black weren't available, I'm pretty sure Bill Burr was on the short list. Oh, yeah. There's no way he wasn't. So I had uh, two options. My official one, I'll go ahead and tell you, is Gordon Ramsay. Mm-hmm. He's a great anger. Oh, but, he, um, it's... How, how do you think he makes his money? He'd be good at he, disgust, with disgust, too. He would be a great, yeah. But yeah. anger, he's like... On camera, Gordon Ramsay's like presented as this really angry, like I'm yelling in your face kind of person. Oh, that's so just the American version too, though. Yeah. Have y'all actually seen like his show in the UK? I have seen his show. From in the what UK. I've seen, it's most so... reality television in the UK that isn't like the Geordie Shore stuff, it, yeah. it tends to be a little more positive and less competitive. Positive, tranquil. Yeah, but he's not screaming in their faces though. Oh no, he's having fun with them. My uh, second choice was. Uh... <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> Do we want to explain or just... No, I don't think we need it's to. the slap heard across the world, people. <laughs> I'm not trying to date this episode. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking, fucking mouth. I <laughs> uh, disgust. This is one where it's like... This was it, hard. This was so easy one, for me. Yeah, this one was easy for me. And I am so happy with the person I picked to play the embodiment of my level of persnickety disgust. It's Larry David. Yep. Larry <laughs> yep, David. Yep, yep. Larry David is like... He's I, a spirit animal, of I course. was going to say father. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I did not take a sip there. <laughs> I want to grow up to be Larry David. Just I kind of do too. The extreme version of the man yelling at the kids on his lawn, but Get also with my like, lawn. a sandwich named after me at a deli. And I want it to be whitefish and bagel and stuff like that. We don't want it to be whitefish, but I want whitefish. Whitefish is delicious. Whitefish is delicious, I personally, but it's too similar to what's his face's sandwich? Ted Danson. Mm. Oh, Ted Danson had the good sandwich yeah. though. Oh, well, who else had whitefish that pissed him off? It was his other buddy. Uh, it was probably someone else Jewish, and he got upset about that. That's but a perfect choice for you. Larry David, as just, like, not even, like, always being, like, repulsed by everything, but just sort of, like, being aware of how outlandish some things are and not afraid to challenge it. I picked Paul Rubens for disgust. 
the character I had in mind in particular, or my thought process was less about who portrays me as a disgust. Um, I think, as you guys know, there's really not that much that actually, like, bothers me on that level. Yeah. yeah. Like, there kind of just isn't. But the spleen and mystery men is the most disgusting character Ugh. of all time. Uh, for those that are not familiar, his superpower is the power of shooting farts across a room. <laughs> And I'm not kidding. And for those that haven't seen Mystery Men, I think I've talked about it once before. Super fucking underrated movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Spleen. <laughs> Spleen's my disgust. So it's not even just Paul Rubens. It's fucking Spleen. It's, yeah, it's, it's a silly choice, but it's a good one. It's Mine so appropriate. Is mainly because, once again, like the actor can play it. Um, Sandra Bullock. I feel like she would be a good disgust. I feel like it's not too far off from what they did with uh, getting uh, Mindy, what's her face? Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling, yeah. Well, the what about the the proposal that movie? She's like a constantly disgusted in that movie, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a uppity bitch that you know. She's so good at just playing the character who's like in a wacky situation, but aware of what's of how silly everything is. So yeah, that she can do it very well. I believe so. Uh, last up on the Pixar side is Fear. Oh my gosh. Bruh. I went like very simple with mine. I just thought Michael Sarah. It's perfect. You can't really play anything else other than the anxious little George Michael. guy. George Michael and George Scott Michael. Pilgrim together is yeah. enough fear for anyone. Enough fear and insecurity to like really sell at home. I picked Heather Lanningcamp. She is uh, Nancy from the Nightmare on Elm, uh, Elm Street series. Yeah, I was originally thinking about like someone from a slasher movie who is like, because like you know how every slasher movie is just like you know people got the job because they're really good at screaming. Yeah, scream queens. Scream queens. Or scream queens. I was gonna do Nev Campbell as Sydney Prescott, but she's not as fearful as Nancy comes across. Hmm. All right. I mean, either way, I don't think I would handle either of those situations well. Say, mine is Jay Barshell. Barshell, B A R U C H. He's in the the How Jason is... Siegel, Seth Rogen crew. Knocked yeah. up. Uh... He's also. I'm thinking specifically though for fear was um, How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. He's Not, the main guy. Yeah, he's the main Hiccup. voice actor for Hiccup, and it's like Hiccup's transformation from being like almost timid and very like. He's the scrawniest one in his village. Everybody, like, looks down on him or yeah. um, really doesn't... They, I don't know. They just are, like, Hiccup is always screwing things up and is almost afraid to, like, show who he really is. I don't know if y'all remember this. Have you? Did y'all ever see a show called Man Seeking Woman? Yes. Yeah, no. it's the same actor, and it's just, like, about him trying to go out, but, like, all the humor is very absurdist subjective yeah i've only seen like a few episodes of that one but yeah it didn't really stick with me but like him playing that like nervous character yeah going he's out like very nervous dates. but then in like later for another reason why i picked him was because like yeah i'm really afraid to do this thing but i think i can do it so fear kind of drives him to do what he thought wasn't possible well it's kind of like what i've seen from the actual movie and it's like who is we were talking about who is the lead emotion. Mm-hmm. In the case for Riley, everyone was assuming it was joy. But yep. when you see like the parents, it's like you were you even called it out. Like sadness was controlling the mother, anger was controlling the father. Mm-hmm. Or so are you asking what our lead emotions would be? Yeah, what would your lead emotion be? That's a hard one because I have like 
I have a lot of joy in oh, my life. Oh, fear for me, 100%. You? Fear? Yeah, fuck yeah. Mine right. would probably be... I don't know what you guys think about me, but it would be fear. Yeah. I'm sadness. In a good way. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's Sad more... boys. Sad boys 2022. Sad boys, sad boys. Yeah. Gonna cry, gonna cry. Are you gonna auto-tune that? <laughs> I could. You should. You, could, you should. I'll do yeah. it right now. Sad boys, sad boys. Yeah. Gonna cry, gonna cry. Are you gonna auto-tune that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Ronnie. For me, it would probably be like a mix of happy and sad. Like joy. Yeah, you gotta pick one. Somber. Only one person can sit Anxiety. No, wait, that's kind of no. the point of the movie, though. It they have they have like, the combined emotions at the yeah, end. Yeah, no, mine would be no, like more one person's anxiety. in charge. <laughs> then what? Is, this stuff, fear, fear, fear is anxiety. Fear then yeah. anxiety. How is anxiety not fear? It's horrible fear. Yeah. About things that you can't control or change. <laughs> it's terrible. But it's also the anxiety that you feel before you do something great, though. It's like you it's, know that's still that fear. That's. It's, it's still like fear. A... I think like the point of it is like fear isn't really supposed to be overwhelming. Like yeah. they said, fear is fear supposed to be just to keeping be you safe. Bad. Yeah, but it's still yeah. fear. Yeah. So yeah, I guess my fear. my leading of the core f- four, five, five, five. Of the core five. Then mine would be fear or anxiety. All right. Two right, so, f- two fears and a sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like really uh, mental health positive on this show, guys. Oh yeah. So we already what what did we jump into? You we spoiled it a little hungry. bit with hunger. Hunger. Okay, so who was your hungry again, Rose? Will Ferrell, because we keep referring because I have a massive sweet tooth, and we keep referring to um, Buddy the Elf yeah. as like my Rose is Buddy the Elf. I I am. I as am you here. drink your second uh, super hard cider. There's, it says no sugar added on it, though. But, but it's, it's sweet. Very sweet. You want to try this? Give no, this. I'm good. I'll Are try you, some. You want to try well, some? It'll ruin my palate at this point. Yes, actually, it would. Even though I've had tons of spiced gin and various sours, I can't do that. No, let's not. Let's keep your... Yeah, no, that that's a scary. That's scary. It's, like, very, it's already so, like so sweet. You don't need any more fucking sugar. Just for reference, the porter I'm drinking is 6.5 and is very rich in alcohol. Oh my that you can't four. taste. My, my sour I have now is 4.75. That's very casual. That's not bad. That's like how, how I live my life, really casually, mm-hmm. with a lot of beer. Anyways. It doesn't say what the sugar content is. It's not going to. They're not, not going to put the calories on those cans. No one would ever drink them. No. Anyways, uh, that's Rose's Hungry. Uh, Jess, who's your Hungry? Oh, God, Guy Fieri, of course. Oh, yeah. Because I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really, um, I just want to eat some trash can nachos. Oh, dude, fucking trash can nachos. Trash can nachos. <laughs> Despite having the worst name ever is such like oh, a God. fun what is thing. It? Driver, it's a fun presentation. It? Mm-hmm. Drive-ins. Diners, drive-ins, and dives? Dines? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I watch Food Network. Yeah, what? I watch Food Network when I'm oh. high all the time. In fact, the bulk of how I know how to cook is from getting stoned and watching Food Network as a teen. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can learn stuff, guys. Uh, for me, my choice for Hungary was Action Bronson. Yep, perfect. Yep. That's perfect for you. I love his cook. Fuck That's Delicious. Fuck That's Delicious is a perfect food show because, like, so much of the food show stuff is tra- traveling. Yeah, but like he goes, he goes up to the pretentious restaurants, just like, oh man, that's some really fucking good cheese and duck. But then like he also goes to like the 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 Poor diners, drive-ins, and dives, or even like a sandwich shack on the boardwalk, and it's just like, oh dude, this is just as delicious as that foie gras I ate last week. Yeah, I like any uh, food personality that actually 
eat stuff that you want to eat on a regular yeah. basis. And his whole crew is there. Okay, nice. moving on. Um, this is really <laughs> appropriate for what's going on right now. Drunk. Ah, uh, my drunk, drunk emotion. My drunk emotion is me. Oh, it is right now. Can I, can I but say? if you had to pick a pilot, who would it be, Brody? Oh, uh, dude, Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if Pete Davidson drinks like that, but like just seeing the personality you can of it, it all. To drunk stoned, if you want. Drunk slash stoned, inebriated. Yeah, inebriated. Yeah, inebriated. So Pete Davidson, just like funny but chill. Nice. I like Pete da- da- I love Davidson. Pete Davidson. I love, I love Pete Davidson. I think he's wonderful. He's a great personality. Mm-hmm. Ooh, me is uh, Jack Black. Oh, yeah. You're you're here for a party. I am here for a fucking party. Also, well, Rose does think- a really good air guitar. Um, you guys won't be able to see it right now, but it's really good. <laughs> no, so, like, for me, I feel like inebriated Jack Black would either party like it's, there's no tomorrow, or he'd pass out, like... I see I, I see, I guarantee you he gets super angry. <laughs> That's a question. Does Jack Black even, like, drink or anything like that? I'm sure I back in his Tenacious D party can days. Can we tweet him? Yeah, we can Let's try. do it. Don't we have a Twitter? We do. We do have, yeah, we have a Twitter. We should tweet, tweet him. We, let's tweet Jack Black. Day tweet one, Jack tweeting Black. Jack Black until he responds. Do yes. you drink? Do you drink? Do you party? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what do you drink? No, you know what? We do you like podcasts? Him? Do you like podcasts? Do you like being on podcasts? Do you like guest starring on podcasts? Dude, if we got Jack Black on this podcast, I would quit. I would be like, you no, you wouldn't. No, you, no, you wouldn't. You would spend three days re-editing your resumes. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. I'd brag about it to everyone. I would, too. Uh, My drunk personality is Chelsea Handler. Yep. Because my girl loves vodka just as much as I do. She smokes an insane amount of pot, and she asks the weird questions. Yes. The important questions that nobody else is brave enough to ask. I I, I don't know if they're important, but I kind of just don't care. Either way. Um. (laughs) Jess, you touched on something earlier that I kind of want to touch a little more on, and that's the emotion of curiosity yes so who would be your curiosity well i i you know i had a really hard time thinking about it so i kind of just picked someone that like i idolized as a child that was like a a symbol of curiosity and i went with uh, steve Irwin. very Um, positive choice yeah yeah very positive choice um i would also like to add in that like much like other emotions you were discussing earlier actually trying to bracket curiosity into a feeling that already exist within the Pixar emotions, like it, I, I can't. Hmm. It's very hard to do, but I because it's like... not always a joyful experience. No, that's true. It's more, I guess, there could be some level of anxiety to it, or at least yeah. anticipation. Yeah, potentially, anticipation. but it is an important trait. Disappointment, mm-hmm. anticipation. Disappointment is part of it. And fear. Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Steve Irwin. Um, who's next? Ah, uh, for me, I picked Lakeith Stanfield. I don't know who that is. He if he plays Darius on Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Yes. And he he just plays. He's so good at playing like that down to earth hippie, but also at the same time, like he gets things way beyond human comprehension. Some people are just like that. Some people are just like that. Or like you, you don't really think there's a lot to them, sir. Like deeper than their surface value and then you just sit and have one conversation with them one day yeah. and you're like oh fuck especially like the way he plays certain characters it's like the type of person who you could follow them for one day and you would live more than you would in that one month 
Some people, yeah. yeah. It's all subjective, though. Uh, there, there would be things that they could do with you that they would think are like, wow, this is really therapeutic or self-healing or, yeah. you know, altruistic. Like, stuff like maybe is an, an overt adventure, but is still uh, worthwhile. True. So it's all about perspective, guys. My curiosity kind of stems from me growing up with this actor, uh, Harrison Ford. Because mm-hmm. I grew up with him as Han Solo, Indiana Jones. I was going to say Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, very yeah. Much Indiana like. Jones, yeah. Um, Harrison Ford as an individual, though, would have fit really well into disgust. Disgust or yeah. anger, yeah. Disgust and disgust. anger. Or both, yeah. The, or both. Uh, Harrison Ford at a Star Wars convention would have been disgust. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, have to, you have to, only him there. Did you? I think, I think Rose sent me that, where it was just like yeah. a clip where someone's like, here's my... Uh, lego millennium falcon could you please sign it and then he's just like pretends he just like does a fake out and is just like whoops and then just throws it on the ground it's like i dropped it he did that <laughs> yeah yeah he did oh you want to know what though <laughs> <laughs> how many times look i people are always going to say the same thing like you could be good to your fans like how long has he been fucking doing this when does this oh, man yeah. get a break from like Star Wars circle jerks. No, even when he's with his family, he doesn't get a break. Because there was a story where no like, celebrity gets a break, even with their with their family. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is my very, sympathy is almost non-existent. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Harrison Ford is very much of the mind that his characters die with him. So when he dies, they're done. Like he's gone out onto like the fans and said, if any like there are any reboots of this character when I'm dead. Those They've already not. rebooted Han Solo. Kind of. What do you they mean did, kind of? It's a whole a new very, person. No, they didn't. But they didn't really kill him so. off for they it. They didn't kill him off for it. That was yeah. like the story of him. I, you know what? Him. I actually really, I'm disgusted by that. Um, he has no ownership over any of those characters other no, than he, he played really them. Doesn't. Also, yeah, like, yeah, like well, he's a fucking narcissist. Also, he says that from a mansion that he from checks he paid off with. Yeah, by and like Han maybe Solo. Indiana Jones, I can get because I kind of can't think of anybody I else that really could do it. Of, but Shia Han Solo. LaBeouf, well, no, Shia LaBeouf was supposed. He tried. To be, he tried, but it didn't work out. Are so you I, kidding me? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is one of the worst fucking movies ever made. It's hysterical. It's terrible. It's hysterical. It's aliens. It's fucking aliens. And in Indiana Jones, who in the shit thought that that was going to be a good idea? I, I'm not even fucking kidding. But it's who also thought that that would land. George Lucas? I don't think he was involved. No, George, no, George Lucas, Lucas is chugging Diet Cokes in a dark room somewhere. No, no. So, Brody, this is after George Lucas sold Lucasfilm oh, right. to Disney. So what I said George still stands. He was probably still chugging Diet Cokes in a dark room somewhere. <laughs> it's just constant. Me, me and uh, George Lucas have a lot in common. Just chilling. <laughs> All right. Harrison Ford, though. Yeah. Uh, it's my curiosity. Next emotion, we kind of were thinking about like love and stuff like that, but we just kind of landed generally on passion. Passion. I'll just say my passion first because I'm very excited by it. Uh, Lizzo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lizzo expresses love for everyone and everything around but her. Most importantly, herself. Most importantly, herself. Thank you, Can Jess. Amen. Can I go next? Because sure. mine is like. An oddball that nobody, I don't think anybody would really uh, think about. Okay. Uh, most popularly known as Jacksepticeye, Sean McLaughlin, because he has a lot of passion for his work. He loves the life that he's made for himself and has just like so much energy for the work that he's done. All right. 
So I mean, he loves what he do. He did. He, he loves what he I, does. I think a lot of people know who Jacksepticeye is at this point. Yeah, yeah but they don't. If know not his from name. just like super following him, at least knowing like, oh, the Let's Player. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A, a ton of people know who he is. He's he did, extremely popular. Yeah. He gets, Tens of millions of views on videos. Like, he's pretty popular. He's also, like, yeah. an entrepreneur. It's kind of a big he, deal. He's got a he coffee has company. Two, he's got he's Cloak got, Brand. Yeah, he's yeah. got Cloak Brand, uh, Top of the Morning Coffee. Which, by the way, great marketing name. Have yeah, you tried the coffee? He all his videos of Top yeah. of the Morning. Top no, I'm not going to try his fucking coffee. <laughs> I will buy you guys coffee next time I buy hot chocolate from it. Nice. His hot chocolate is fucking amazing. I love but how no, much of a stand you are for the people that you adore, but... <laughs> I would prefer to try the hot chocolate. You want the hot chocolate? Yeah, I'd rather have the hot chocolate than the I, coffee. I've actually, I'll do the coffee. Brody, you, you'll it's do grounds. The coffee? I'm a coffee guy. Okay, it's grounds. And I, I'm actually planning on buying his hot chocolate again in like a month. So next time I'll. I'll I couldn't. Some. I couldn't next think time. of anyone for passion. I, I just. I just went with Lady Gaga because Lady Gaga. She is seems so to be extremely wonderful. passionate and talented. she do be lovely. Yeah, she she do be doing all those things, and she sings with passion. But like, aren't like truth be told, like I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> you know what is more important to me than passion? Obligation. <laughs> I picked for my obligation role, like the working father in the Midwest with six kids that supports his family. Oh yeah, Steve I like that Miller. guy. Yeah, Steve Miller. This one's for you, man. <laughs> You're in my head. You're in my head every day. We got one more emotion. We got one more. And yeah. I got a really good one. Uh, what's the emotion real quick? Insanity. Insanity. Who you got to represent insanity? Willem Dafoe. Fuck yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's just like all Oh, over he would have been good for passion though too. His monologues in The Lighthouse oh, are to die for. The Lighthouse. I forgot. Like full body lighthouse. chills. But no, I was thinking specifically his just performance of the Green Goblin, because that's how I know That's him. insanity right there. That's insanity, but like I grew up with him as the Green Goblin. Oh my god, you need to see Antichrist. I mean, I'm not going to let you watch it because it's horrible for you, but mm-hmm. it, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, for insanity, I went with my boy, Nicolas Cage. Yep. We all know Jess is a big fan of practical effects and body horror, and that's what my man has been doing well over the past few years. Also, if you haven't been blessed with enough Nicolas Cage freakout oh, scenes, him. there you gotta experience at least five before you die. Everybody oh, needs is- to watch Mandy, and if you haven't watched Mandy, mm. and I know it came out years ago, uh, but also something similar is The Color from Outer Space. If no one's seen it, you gotta fucking see it. When directors, especially indie directors, let Nick Cage beat Nick Cage, and you just write it into your script, it's going to be amazing. I got my pick for Insanity to close this all out. Uh, Insanity, Eric Andre, duh. Yeah. Like, yeah. just the his entire shtick, both in his comedy and his actual show, is just trying to be the craziest motherfucker possible. Do we have any other final thoughts for the day? Uh, Inside Out. Uh, great movie. I'm I'm thinking if you're still a adult hooked on Pixar, try and think of like when they really got you. Yeah. I know. I do really think they, about that. They like, got me with uh, Toy Story. I know that. Mm-hmm. Just think about that. Like how this 
sort of group of creators have sort of matured their content Man- knowing oh, that they're manipulated me for decades oh my gosh stop attacking the millennials with all this emotional we shit. we get it we're traumatized and you're trying to help us like overcome our trauma but please i'm not traumatized i'm not traumatized and i don't think all trauma has to be overcome you can accept it to an extent and still carry it with you yeah, you live with it you live with it yes the, the, people always say this shit like you've got to overcome it and accept it you stuff it down learn from it. That. Like, you don't you can carry it fucking with you just make sure you're not overburdened you stuff it down you keep an eye on it. yeah 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 put it in a box keep an eye on it you know uh we some things like that are true like body something's... positivity you don't yeah. have to be mental health positive all the time no yeah. you can take a break as long as you aren't um gonna self-harm or hurt someone around you yeah um <laughs> yeah uh this movie really just does kind of show like you can you can work on your mental health and if nothing else is to provide a nice metaphor to sort of simplify some things that could be overwhelming Who's piloting your brain right now? Oh, are you guys sadness. all are you guys all like really fucking aware of that at this moment? I I think now like you are. <laughs> I think like there's an existential crisis going on up there between my emotions and they don't know what to say. Oh my gosh, we, my... Should, we should do an episode about existential crisis because I've overcome multiple and yes. it, it's hard work and actually more so than your mental health um conquering and addressing existential dread is actually way more important than anything else we've actually discussed today it's hard work yeah oh it's right so hard it's hard work but you know what you can do it yes and um you know what else you can do you can write to us at oneframeoff at gmail.com. That's oneframeoff at gmail.com. Also follow us on social and send us some smoke signals. Send us smoke signals. Tell us who pilots your brain. Um, yeah. Also, guys, like everything's going to be okay. Kim Kardashian's going to die too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, Jess. Why? It makes well, Seriously. <laughs> everything's fine, guys. Mm-hmm. If you have any other celebrities that you think would make better emotions for your head. Or, or- that you want to die. Then call someone. <laughs> Other than us, we're not qualified to help you out in that scenario. But we're not mental health professionals. But there are some out there. You should call them. Please do. Should we link a suicide hotline in this? Yes, we can. I think that's a little morbid. No, we should. If we're if we're no, I'm just gonna. It's out there. It's an option. I'm not, we're not going to link one, but if you need to see one, you can easily find it out for yourself. Yeah, just Google it. I'm, or just I, listen to I know our content. Not, or just listen to our content and you'll want to live again. Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing though. Like people like, I think like, I think there are a lot of people who kind of like literally live for content. Like, you know what? I'm in a bad place, but. No, for no, sure. For this sure. Friday, uh, Markiplier is going to have a new video. Or Attack on Titans nice. coming out. Our oh, finale yeah, this Attack Sunday. I can. I need to make it till then. Yeah, yeah it's I, nice to have things. People to look need something to, to look forward to. Exactly. Yeah, people like somebody needs to look forward like week by week. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I need to look forward to the new moon moon night episode or something. Fuck yeah! Hang in there, folks. Just hang in there. You. You're you're doing. You know what? You're doing all right. You've you've made it this far. You're doing something right. You're doing something right. You can hang on for the another day. And you know what? You're fucking handsome too. You are wonderful. And you have a big penis. It's huge. <laughs> I don't know how you got it in the room. You are the best person. <laughs> you're the best listen. person. Yes, you are the best. Huge penis. Huge penis. No one tells you that enough. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Brody.
But if someone needs to tell you, by God, that's what we're here for. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thank Bye, you guys. Listening. We love you. We love you.